The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome. Welcome. I am your host, Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where we're still hunkered down here, just the same as most everybody else. And I hope you're all remaining safe, remaining healthy. And when I say healthy, I'm not just talking physically healthy. I am talking mentally healthy, okay? Um Here's what's really interesting that I've, I've just first let me just let you know we have an exciting show today because I have an incredible guest on and we're going to get to her in just one moment. But one of the things that I wanted to say for people is understand you need to understand what cabin fever is. Cabin fever has nothing to do with being stuck in the house unless you are a prisoner that is in this tiny little home and the doors are locked and the windows are bolted. All right. That's not what this stay at home is. You're able to go outside walking. You can go um, walk to a greenway. You can walk around your home. You can walk fairly locally. You can go to the grocery store and be safe with masks and whether you wear gloves or anything else like that. So it's not like you're tied down in the home. So what is cabin fever then? What cabin fever is breaking away from your routine that you're used to. That's what cabin fever is. You've gotten so used to your daily grind of getting up in the morning, making your breakfast, taking your shower, going to work, doing your job, maybe having lunch, coming home, making dinner, sitting down, reading a book, watching TV, going to bed and doing it all over the next day. And so you've not been able to do that the same way now. So what you've become is a, a, you've become spontaneous. That's actually a gift and not a curse. Don't get into a routine. Let the routine go. You do not want to live the way we did. The old norm is not the good norm. We have a new norm coming up. And one of the reasons why I wanted to speak is because of my guest today. My guest today is, is going to be phenomenal because she's going to be talking about moving into the new norm. That's why I have her on the show. Her name is Mary Adams, and she is a global empowerment catalyst, and you will see that. And hear that as she talks. She's touched the pulse on the global movement of consciousness and awakening. She is empowering millions of people all around the world weekly via social media and in person. For the past 12 years, she's been doing that and become a great supporter and co-creator in expanding education and promoting wellness and healing. I mean, to everybody all over the world, that's how far she reaches. And we're going to be talking about that today. So it really, I don't want to waste any time with me talking. You can hear me every single week, uh, but I want to bring her on now. She is a hoot. I am telling you right now, she is definitely a soul sister. What, what, 
without a doubt. And and remember, guys, I said some time ago, a long time ago, that I think I was a cowboy in a past life because I love horses and because and horseback riding. Well, she must have been my sister during that lifetime because there, this is a cowgirl like you can't believe. She is able to rant. I can just see her out there, you know, uh, lassoing the cows and and tying them up and bull riding and all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to such a fabulous woman and and luminary, Mary Adams. Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. I so appreciate you taking the time out. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Vincent. And hi, everybody. I am so excited to be here and empowered. Um, what a thank you so much for such an amazing <laughs> intro, Vincent. I, I'm so uh, grateful to be here with you. Oh, my gosh. I'm, yeah, I'm blessed. We're all blessed to have you. Um, if, if, if People, if, if you ever have a chance to work with Mary, you'll know exactly what I mean. She, she what you did, Mary, I got to tell what's really funny is, um, okay, so I'm a go-getter. I feel like I'm a very energetic person, right? But a lot of that energy doesn't always go into pure action, only because I don't always know the actions to take. Well, the moment I linked up with you, it's just like I had to put my seatbelt on. OK, because, <laughs> yes, I had to buckle myself in and not because it was a roller coaster ride, because we were going to go out that front gate with such an explosion of here's what you do. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to have somebody help direct my energy. I'm fine. And Mary, that's you. How did you get started in all of this? How did you what happened to you when you were growing up and what made you become who you are today? Well, I, you know, it's funny because I, when people ask me how I got started in this business, I go back to two years old. And um, the story is very simple. You know, my parents were young, hippie-ish people in the 60s, and the Beatles were on. And I heard the song, <laughs> All You Need Is Love. All oh, You Need man. Is Love. And la, 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 la. Oh, yeah. And I... Two years old, I knew what love really was, what unconditional love was, and I definitely knew what unconditional love was not. And I remember being two and not understanding why the world was so hateful and why we were missing that important component that I knew I came from. And I don't know how I knew I came from that unconditional love, but it was this inherent knowing. And so I spent a lot of my life uh, being a regular human being out there in the world um, at, you know, graduated high school, immediately entered the workforce in college and got a huge opportunity at 20 years old to, uh, I was working for Tom McCann part-time and got offered a management position. And at 20 years old, an $80,000 a year job in the 80s. Holy cow. Mm, wow. Yeah. So oh. I, I was empowered at a very young age to take control of my life, to build a career for myself, to have an education. Um, and, and that's the basics of where it started. And then fast forwarding to 2008, um, 
I was uh, attending the Unity Church, and I had run into someone who was creating a new online radio station called Co-Creator Radio Network. And 12 years ago, online radio was a very new thing. And um, we knew that we had an opportunity to spread messages of consciousness, to spread messages of empowerment through this radio internet portal, which was brand new. So we built a station. <laughs> and that's basically, that was the starting point for all of this. Wait, you built a station. And, and so did you have guests on? What did you do with that? So what we did is we built a network and we started networking. Well, first, um, at that time, law of attraction was a very big topic. And the secret had come out and what to bleep. And there were lots of different consciousness experts that were sharing their information about how we create our reality and how we become unconscious and disconnected from our reality. And so I made a list of all of the people I wanted to interview and all of the people that I wanted to have as show hosts on that network. And we, you know, when we started, we had zero listeners. <laughs> I mean, we were brand new. And wow. social media was a very new thing. And so I learned from the bottom up. Um, we started with zero followers and we went global, uh, literally global people listening to our broadcast and our different shows and hosts uh, within about four months. Oh, my gosh. That, I mean, that is an incredible increase. I mean, I tell people you can go from zero to a million overnight, but you literally did something just like that, correct? Is it, is it, do you think it's because people were ready to hear that information? Absolutely. And we also had just amazing hosts that offered a large information, education, specialists, doctors, psychologists. Wow. And 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 didn't didn't we say once that we believed that I was on your show maybe early on a very long time ago? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I swear, I mean, I really, truly remember that, um, that that was our first connection way back when, but then we, we came about and we met a different way. So, okay, so you did that then, you got that going, you, you really initiated a lot, but, but you were more in, in, the, in the sidelines or, or behind, you were producing it all, you were creating it all. All right. When did you start getting personally involved in in doing your own thing? Uh, we are having trouble with your phone, Mary. Hold on. Um, yes. Okay. It's blanking in and out just for a little bit. So re repeat that. I started doing this on. Mm. Um, I'm not sure we're getting all of that. Um, all right, let's try this. Can you hear me now, sweetie? Yes, I can hear you. That's great. Perfect. Great. Um, so I initially started doing the show right away uh, because we, in the beginning, we had very few show hosts and we were, you know, we were just getting out there. So 
I started interviewing people immediately. And of course, in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and lots of files got deleted because of that. Um, but what ended up happening is not only did I end up getting to interview everyone that was on that list that I wanted wow. to attract into my life, but I started helping them market their books, market their events, get things out on social media, helping them behind the scenes, as well as being an advocate and an empowerment catalyst for them to help them expand their projects and dreams. And so working on both sides of that picture uh, not only did it give me an incredible education, which I've also been continuing in school for the last 12 years, but it has also given me the foundation to help people on every end of the spectrum. Well, certainly with all the people that you've had on, you were gaining their information as you were interviewing them or as they were being interviewed. It was as if you were doing the reading and the researching yourself. Exactly. And as I'm reading the book, like Neil Donald Walsh, I get to sit down and have lunch with him <laughs> and ask him, you know, he said, hey, do you have any questions from reading the book? Because we were going to do an interview a couple of days later for the radio station. And so I got to sit there and ask him my personal questions about the book and got, you know, insight from the author. I mean, it was, wow. And, and I pinched myself as I say that. Because this was not done in ego. This was not done to, ooh, I want to be a star. That had nothing to do with it. Radio and TV for me have been a vehicle to share my love. The, absolutely. And, and I can understand that because that's the reason why I love being involved in it. And, and do you know that Neil now charges for you to sit down and have lunch with him? <laughs> so so well, you're pretty fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was promoting his event, so that's why well, I get to... <laughs> I know, you... <laughs> oh, I know. I had a chance to talk with him, too, um, casually, because I was in a book writing, a spiritual book writing contest, actually, and he was one of the teachers, and we had a chance to talk, um, a few of us, so that was very exciting, I can imagine. So, so okay, all right. This is what I have to ask you because this is honest and I know I'm going to put you on the spot. And if you don't, and I've not, we've not talked about this before. Okay. And if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to answer this. Now, this is this, and I want everybody to, to hear this as well. Uh, you just heard her say all the people that she's worked with, all the, all the information she got, the connections, everybody else that she marketed. This is the most humble woman. She lives in a small little home in a small little town in Texas and just had to have the whole floors redone and was sick because of that home and everything going on, so modest and humble of a background and a setting, and yet so involved and so connected. Why? I, what makes you, I'm not going to ask you why, I'm going to ask you what makes you choose to live like that? What is in your heart? Because that's an honest question, because most others by your time would have all of this money, buy a big giant mansion someplace, and, and because they are, or move to Hawaii. I don't hear you moving to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, what makes you choose the way you're living? Well, so I would say two things. I, I have a very abundant, wealthy, rich life with everything. And I would say that I have made a choice. 
Okay. And I spend a minimum of 20 hours a week. I am an ordained minister um, for over six years now. Um, and I have made a choice to live a life of service. And so at least 20 hours a week, I am feeding people. I am giving, um, you know, coaching and grief recovery services. I'm doing free funerals. I am really being the change in my community. And the reason I made that choice is because it is what fuels and brings to me the great opportunities to be the change on the bigger level. You have to be the change in your own life to really make it work. You have to be it. And, and I want to say with that, and, and we're going to go into this a little bit as we talk about, you know, this other piece of moving forward through this, but, you know, it doesn't mean I haven't had hard times. It doesn't mean things have, haven't been difficult. I am a disabled woman. I was in a wheelchair from 2001, early 2001 to 2005. All I could move was my right arm. Had a terrible oh back injury, and and I had been rehabilitating myself. And every day, every day is a different day physically, but I make the most of each day. And this is my service back. I made a deal in 2005. I I made a deal with spirit, with the divine. And I was at a point where I needed help so badly because my body was dying and lots of things were going on in my life that needed to change. And I needed to get out of a marriage that was no, was really having trouble. And I told spirit, I said, look, if you heal me, I mean, okay. I was screaming and I was cussing just so everybody knows if you heal me, I'll do anything you ask me to do anything, but you got to help me get out of this. Please help me. And it, and, and it was, you know, it was literally wiggling one toe at a time. It was making small changes and it was miraculous events. It was reading the four agreements. And in 2006, meeting uh, Heather Ashamara, who was one of Miguel's teachers and being part of that community for the last 12 years, which has not only transformed me and changed my life, but it has healed every aspect and continues to. And now I'm a facilitator for a lot of their programs. It, it was it's about being real, feeling the pain, feeling the emotional hurt, dealing with the issues. That's what brought me to here. So wow. it's not about the money. It's money. I, I could care less. I, I'm from L.A., you know, Los Angeles. I was there till I was 27. I mean, I know what money is. I've lived a big life. I came to the country so I could find me. Wow. Um, everybody just take a breath and pull that in because that was beautiful. That was beautifully stated. It's, it's what people hope for. You said a very important phrase that I want to repeat to everybody way in the beginning. It was a choice. It was a choice. So what I hear you saying, Mary, that whatever is presented to us, whatever is presented to us, we can make our way out of it by making a choice. Now, you chose to call upon spirit. Now, uh, now to me, spirit is on all the time, right? God is on all the time. 
but but it's not going to intercede and it's not going to help until we ask for it in some way and then it reminds us of who we are so you made a choice and that's what changed everything you agree with me i do and another the next piece to that is i got real about my own junk i got real mm. about my own trauma i got real about my own issues, my own anger, my problem, my depression. I got real about it. I, I learned, and, and Heather Ash really, you know, I, I say to people, she saved my life in more ways than, not just physically, but in every way possible. She saved my life because I thought I had my shit together. No, I had a huge Band-Aid, huge over the parts of me that were hurt. And I thought that was how you were supposed to heal. And what I learned was when I got real about what was really happening in my heart, in my mind, in my body, that's when healing really started. When you say real, I don't mean to interrupt you because this is important. Let's use an, an, another word that people can even understand it more. Are you saying that you became in touch with Absolutely, intimately, very uh, gotcha. intimately, not just surface level, but but understanding where did that trauma come from? How did it continue to cultivate? Why am I bringing it into this moment? Why am I reacting to an old trigger? You know, when we ask ourselves those questions, we can get underneath that problem and fix it once and for all. Wow. Wow, you are the poster child for the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Okay, I'm putting your picture up. I'm, that's right. I'm replacing mine because I'm not as pretty as you, and I am putting your picture in my place because that's exactly it right there. I've been telling people, I've been on this show over a year, and I've been telling everybody, you must, you absolutely must be in touch with your luggage. And I'm not talking about the American tourist ones, right? And that's exactly what you did. You took, how, wasn't that painful though, Mary? What gave you the strength to deal with all of that? Well, I would say first and foremost was having a community and having a teacher, having some, and there's many teachers out there, you know, I believe the, you know, there are many, many teachers. I have, I have studied with so many different people and studied a lot of them through YouTube and other places. You know, you can get an education on all of this without ever spending a penny, folks. Um, and it's also worth it to be part of communities and to take that, you know, because when you invest your money into something, you are committed. And so sometimes it is the best thing to do to invest yourself into a one-year program and really take that time. But, you know, having a circle and a community of women and people surrounding me that I felt safe enough to do that digging, because it doesn't always come up in the beginning. Sometimes you've got to dig for weeks and months and years before you finally have that aha moment. And I'm still having them. I'm having aha moments from the last 20 years of, oh, my God, I finally see it, which is just awesome. It is. It took me 25 to 30 years to get aha moments, you know. But, but why else are we here? We're here to discover who we are and experience ourselves, and there is no time limit, and we keep coming back. So what difference does it make how long it takes? It's the journey. It's all of that work. That's what I hear you talking about. 
Oh my gosh. And you're in such a, I, I, I can imagine that even where you live actually can feed into that because it is such a beautiful area. It does allow you the chance to get in touch with yourself and ground yourself. You're very grounded over there is what I'm feeling. Would you say that that's true? I would say so. And I would also say that, you know, and this, and this kind of jumps into the topic of what we're talking about, but you know, and you and I spoke about this because I said to my fiance when this all started, I said, I don't know how to behave emotionally, physically, or spiritually during a global pandemic, and I'm freaking out. (laughs) 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 You know, and, and it was funny because I, you know, I have lots of clients I work with around the world, both from the, um, professional, you know, book writer aspect, you know, people that you guys listen to every day, and I'm not going to name names, as well as uh, a lot of private clients that I've been working with forever. So the phone calls, of course, are pouring in, and they and they call and they go, Mary, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I'm scared, and I'm depressed, and I'm sad, and I'm crying, and I am a teacher, and oh, my God, I can't do this. And I'm like, why not? Why not? Let's get in touch with those emotions. Let's be honest. Of course you're scared. Of course, you know, you don't know what to do. Of course you're afraid your business is going to fail. Of course you're financially, you know, whatever. All right, let's get centered, grounded, and let's come up with a plan. Oh, I love that. Yes, and we're going to talk about that plan. We're coming to a commercial break. We only have about a minute left, but but that is what this is all about today. So I wanted people to hear the preface to where we're going now and whether we have a crisis or not, can't you apply what you're about ready to teach us, Mary, to all aspects of your life with or without a crisis? Absolutely. And I would say this applies to business, personal relationships, everything. We can, we're, we're going to be able to use this on everything we're doing. Well, I can't wait to hear that. And so you stay with us, gang. We're coming to the commercial break right now. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and we have very special guest, Mary Adams, with us. And she is going to teach us how to move on from the here, the here and now, with what we've been dealing with, with the coronavirus and everything it has been bringing up. So stay tuned to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We'll see you in just a little bit. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. Um, If you are just joining us, we are here with special guest Mary Adams. Mary Adams is a mover and a shaker beyond belief. She's had so many different experiences in her own life and has worked with so many major, amazing luminaries and people. 
And Mary, well, just before we came to commercial break, we were talking about um, the panic that people are going through now and even some of the teachers themselves that are having a difficult time. But Mary has a plan. Mary is going to share with us how we move on from this, this, this lockdown. And even, you know, people just think, okay, open the state and everything is going to be fine. Oh, my gosh, no, that's not true. You can't just open the state. It's not like opening the floodgate and letting all the water out. You know, that's not what you can do. And if you don't do that carefully, you can flood an entire town, right, and break the dam itself. So, Mary, tell us, how do we go about moving from this moment on? What's the plan? Well, so here's where we begin. And, it, you know, what we're talking about is strategy. And, Vincent, you know, when you and I are talking about business stuff, we talk about strategy a lot because everything can have its own strategy. And when we are in a time where we don't know what's going on, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of unknowns. And, you know, this virus, is, it's quite a mysterious little creature in itself, you know, because you don't know where you might have gotten it or when you'll get it. So, for instance, you know, here in the heart of Texas, they are opening everything up. And I have made a new strategy that I am not going out for a minimum of four weeks, but it's probably more eight to 12. Because I am perfectly clear that there is a lot of, there's a lot of different people that probably have it that have not shown the symptoms yet, but they will. And we're starting to see that. And so, you know, we each have to have our own personal strategies. And that comes from our own beliefs, education, research. You know, it should come from a deep place um, of really knowing, okay, this is what I need to do. And so, you know, when I'm talking to people, here's, here's the three basic responses I get. They go, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. Number two, I'm trying to stay positive, but I don't know how. And number three, what am I supposed to do after this? What's going to happen? I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. So number one, the first thing is stop, think, and get control because you cannot move forward if you are having a panic attack. That is not a place to be making good decisions. Stop, think, and get control. I absolutely love that. I just wrote it down. I hope everybody else wrote it down and is going to write it down. Stop, think. You're also setting up my work as well. You do understand this, don't you? You're just saying it better than I say it. I say, wait, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the New York way of saying that, well, you gain control, you and there's a whole bunch of words in between there. <laughs> it's funny. Well, and we and we're all coming from that place a lot, you know, especially in those panic situations or it's a crisis or 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 something big happens. We're like, oh my god, what are we supposed to do? And you have those people that freak out, and then you have those people that freak out later. They take control, they fix the situation, and then they go home and cry. And 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 it's a choice. And sometimes you you know, it's depending on the situation. You can't. It takes a little while to get control, and that's okay. That's okay because you're teaching yourself how to take fear and get on top of it and be in control of it. 
instead of it controlling you. And so it's an important lesson in learning how to do that. How do we learn how to do that unless we freak out and have to bring ourselves back, right? Right. Totally. So, and, and my dad, I call, my dad has a lot of little coin <laughs> things that he says. You know, I'm from a single parent household. My dad raised my brother and I. And, you know, anytime something comes up, stop, think, and get control. He calls me Mersey Girl. And um, it's truly the place. And if we remember that, no matter what's going on, we're going to make much better decisions in our lives and what's going on for the moment if we can do that. Um, you know, I think that, and you and I have talked about this, the most important thing here, when this first happened, you and I had a phone call and we're like, okay, what do we do now? And we're like, well, we're going to move forward. What is most important? What are our basics? And so our basics in our lives right now, safety, household needs, health, well-being of our family and our loved ones. And how are we showing up in our own life for that? And the reason I make that my first piece is because right now things are very uncertain. There are messages in the media about uh, possible food shortages, which I'm not certain about, but it could happen. There may be some job shortages. There may be some different scenarios after this. And we can be angry or we can be proactive. And when I say proactive, what I mean is, is really showing up, okay, what's happening now? What are the needs now? What are the needs a month from now? What are the needs six months from now? And how do I show up for that? So I'll give you a scenario. I have a client who has not only lost her job, she lost her husband a year ago, and she's about to lose everything. And we talked about three weeks ago, and I said to her, I said, what do you really want to see happen here? What is the outcome that you would like to create? Let's take all the circumstances and throw that away. What do you want to create? And she said to me, she said, you know what? I'm lonely. I want to be near my family. And I want to, I, I think I want to move home. And, I, and so we started to create a strategy around that. What does that look like? Well, she's got a lot of stuff in her garage. So she started selling stuff. And guess what happens in the last three weeks? She's been able to create income to start fixing up the house to create the move. And then she went on the road to go check on her parents who are healthy and well. The whole family is, thank goodness. And I get a call, and she's been driving around looking at houses, manifesting, strategizing, how can I create that goal? And then she says to me, she goes, well, you know what? Because I'm laid off, I'm on unemployment, which that gives me the time to pack up the house, and then I can move faster and get a job faster because I can make it all happen. I have an opportunity here. She found the opportunity in the crisis. Now, that's probably one of the biggest things is when we can see the opportunity here, the lesson, the, the, what can this teach me? How can this make me a better person? How can this make my life more authentic to what I really want? That's the real win. Wow. 
But I really like that. She created an opportunity and, and people have been asking me that all along and, and, and I've been telling them obviously different things, but, but how wonderful that she listened to. So it does help to have somebody believe in you. Right. And to have somebody on your side, like you said, and get a community of, of support, find that community, find that person. So, so uh, that, that is a incredible advice. So where, what else can you do? I mean, let's say um, you're, you're not moving. You're, you are experiencing maybe some difficulties in your health right now, um, like you were experiencing. So what, what you went through, what would you tell somebody else to do? Well, first and foremost, it is very, very important to be your own doctor, to educate yourself fully about everything that's going on in your body. I cannot advocate that enough. Um, so many of my clients that come to me, um, and I, I deal with everybody from minimal illnesses to stage four cancer. And what I would say is this, is that what each and every client has in common is number one, the uncertainty about the belief of their body healing, and number two, how to make that happen. And what I would say is healing is a multidimensional uh, process, and it's not something that necessarily happens overnight. For me, my biggest handicap was my mental belief about what my life was as a handicapped woman in a wheelchair, only could move my arm, mostly bedbound. And when I changed my attitude about being disabled and became not only the best damn disabled woman there was, but believed I could heal, that's really when it all changed. Um, I have an incredible story because a girlfriend of mine, you know, she was very much into the self-healing. And at that time, I was reading a lot of books and I was I was doing research, but I really it was the beginning of the journey and I was just, I was afraid. And so she brought over Louise Hayes book. <laughs> and I, of course, you need to read, right. Because you need to read this book because you can heal yourself. And I looked at her and I, I, um, I birded her and I told her to get the heck out of my house. And she threw the book at me and it hit me in the head. Seriously hit me in the head, and then fell behind the sofa, right? <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so a few months later, the cleaning lady, you know, she finally finds that book. Obviously, she wasn't cleaning well enough. <laughs> and um, finds this book and puts it on my bedside table, you know, brings it in and says, is this something you've been looking for? And I started to read it. And I would say that that's when everything really started to change for me is I had to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that my situation was not the end of the road. It wasn't where it stopped. It was really the beginning. And it was going to free me from the belief systems and the garbage that I have been thinking was so important. It was all garbage. None of it was important. I was a Santa Monica girl. I mean, you know, for those of you from L.A., you know what that means. It was all garbage. I know. I met some of you while I was living in L.A. for seven years. Yes. And I remember Santa Monica and the Santa Monica Pier and um, Venice Beach had its muscle men and Santa Monica had its women. 
but not that kind. I'm not assuming you're that kind. Well, I, I think we all have that in us. And, and, and Matt, you know, getting back to, you know, and I think this fits into all of this, you know, where we can spend our energy when we are in a situation that we have no control over. A lot of my clients right now, I said to them, I said, what a perfect time to take some online classes and just work your butt off. And by the end, you have a certification. You're qualified to do an even better job. And they looked at me and they went, oh, my God, you're right. Or what if you were to take that stimulus money and you were to put it away and save it for a rainy day and you started that savings account, you started that dream fund, you started, you know, making those lists, those bucket lists. While you're sitting there feeling sorry that you can't get out, make that bucket list. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this when I'm done. You know, having goals, having dreams. Also, reducing costs. Reduce your need. Do your own nails, you know? Heck, do you really want them anymore? You know? How I know, really. Yeah. How are you spending your time? How are you spending your resources? It's time to get smart. And it's time to think ahead. Because those that don't think ahead, they're going to get caught up in this. And they're the ones that are going to have the biggest problems. And be there for those people as well. Help them. Feed them. Hold their hand, please. I am feeding 30 to 40 people every week. Well, not me. My, my lovely fiancé is going and getting food and bringing people food who cannot get it. Help but isn't he a chef? He is. He's a chef. <laughs> and he needs to be doing a television show. <laughs> yes. But yes, well, that's am- that is amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know I'm waiting to hear really good news about that. But you're ap- you're absolutely right and we've become so materialistic because we've completely forgotten who we are as divine beings. So, yes, getting the nails done um uh, or you know, men getting their new contemporary haircuts, it's so important and vital for them now or being able to go to a sports game because there's nothing else substantial in their lives. And now I've got a challenge for you, Mary. Uh, yes, granted, your clients are coming to you and they're saying, help me. Um, I'm I'm low in this. I'm feeling bad. I'm scared. What about the ones? What would you say to those who come to you filled with anger and rage now? And they're blaming everybody and they're and they're they're wanting to take it out and they're wanting to protest and they're wanting to do well. How do you help them? Well, the beautiful part of being on this earth is everybody's got their part to play. And I would say that doing this global work, I've, I've been involved in a lot of projects. Um, I was huge in the LGBTQ movement to, to get that legalized and working beneath, beneath it um, to help those people bring it out. You know, I, I have worked very hard to be a part of the change. And what I would say is that it is, there are those people I am so grateful for that are those who are willing to do that because like for me, that scares the hell out of me. Me, I, I advocate radio TV. That's the way I do it. And so we each have our place, but the people who are angry, what I would say is number one, there are many, many reasons to be angry. Number two, get smart. 
don't forget, vote well. Let's get those people out of there that are taking advantage and use your voice and your choice to make a difference. You know, our ang- just like anything else, our energy, anger is energy. Take that energy and go dig your garden. You know, I mean, there's, so I would say transmute it, turn it into power. It's okay to be angry, by the way. I want to say that anger is great because it can really show you what's going on inside. It's when you turn it around on other people or you turn it within and you hurt yourself, that's when it becomes destructive. Mm, I love that you just said that because that's really important. All our emotions are for a reason, and none of them are for bad reasons. It definitely let us know where we are. It's our barometer. It lets us know where our thinking is, everything. I love that you just said that. Continue. (laughs) Well, and so I would say the last part of this, you know, so, so we talked about, you know, getting an education expansion and also, you know, with that anger, Take that anger and get educated about your anger. Are you angry about a meme that you saw on Facebook that may be garbage propaganda? Are you angry because something is happening that that you feel needs something, you know, something needs to be done? Well, how can you advocate to change it? And I would also say is that, you know, the next piece is getting really focused, getting those lists together. What do I need to do now to sustain my family and to make sure that I get through this in a powerful, healthy way? What do I need to do with my health in order to get through this in a powerful and healthy way? What do I need to do emotionally to get through this in a healthy and powerful way? And I want to stop there for a second. So turn off the damn TV. You know, you can snooze people for 30 days on Facebook or wherever you're at and, and cleanse yourself of the opportunity to get angry or fearful or upset and get focused back into your own life because none of that's going to change. That's always going to be there. But until you get focused into the now, nothing's going to change. And so, Mm. you know, so the what's next, the last piece of this is focus, list, being on purpose, making the most of every day, self-mastery, Which edges do I need to clean up? Where am I not showing up for myself? And how am I willing to show up? Wow. Do you see people why Mary had made the connection she made and why so many wanted to be on her show and why she interviewed so many people? Yet that definitely is so much more than just education. It's very intuitional, the way you're speaking, Um, very connected to source, very connected to your higher self, Mary, because that just flows out that information. So so how do people, believe it or not, we have about five minutes left. Tell people, what do you want them, how to connect to you? How can you be able to be a part of them, then be a part of you? Where would you like them to go to connect with you in some way or your work? Go ahead. Well, so I would, weigh there, I, so I would say is there's multidimensional ways to connect with me. Um, the best way right now for us to get involved and be together is go to Facebook. Find me on Facebook. I know the link is going to be included um, on the page for this interview. And you and everything I'm doing is right there. And I've got lots of different pages on Facebook. You can also go to my website, lifeschool101.tv, and that's being revamped. We're actually doing a whole 
bunch of really cool new programming and opportunities for people. And to reach out, to reach out, um, you know, you can always send me a message. You can send me an email at co-creatormaryadams at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, and let's work together. Let's work together. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, absolutely. And I totally recommend that you connect with Mary and see what she's doing um, because you are definitely a mover and a shaker. With, with without a doubt and and I and that's important in the world today you said some really important things about how to face yourself how to commit to yourself how to get a hold of your own thinking oh my gosh right so many times people think that they can't control that what do you tell them when they say to you I can't help it this is who I am well, the first step is to take inventory. This is something Heather Ash, Amara taught me, Warrior Goddess Training. Um, it's to take inventory. It's to get in tune with yourself. So when you're feeling emotional, right in the middle of that emotion, I want you to get a piece of paper out, or I want you to get your phone on video or audio, and I want you to get it out. And then looking at each of those things, Byron Katie, the Byron Katie method, you know, she did this. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a great method to use in this. What's really true? Where am I forecasting? Where am I pulling junk from the past? And, and it'll show you how you're not being in the now. And then readjusting, and, and it's about constant readjusting. And I still do it. I have moments where I go, ooh, I don't feel good, and I go, oh, I'm gonna go do this instead. And it's learning to change your mind. Wow, and taking control of your mind. I love that. Change your mind. Well, that's what the New Thought Movement is all about. Change your thought. Give yourself a new thought, and you create a new life, right? I mean, isn't that what the New Thought Movement is about? Absolutely, and the New Psychology Movement. I mean, psycho you know, it's funny because of the reason a lot of us took this route. You know, I had the chance to take the professional route. I could do that educationally. Um, and what it lacked for me in my needs growing up, I did not want to transfer that on. And that's why I became a minister and a coach and a catalyst was that I could help people at such a deeper level. So modern psychology is finally starting to catch up that this is the way, by truly getting in tune, not by denying. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the work that I do is getting in tune. You cannot create, you can't manifest what you want to manifest if you consciously are thinking one thing, but deep down your unconscious mind is believing in something else. Your conscious mind is saying, oh, I deserve that good job, but your unconscious mind is saying, well, I'm not good enough. It's getting in the way, and that's where the manifesting comes from, your unconscious mind, not your conscious mind. So you just said the same thing just now, just in a different way. So you have to be in touch with those feelings. See, that's why I love it. So correct me. I want to make sure that I give this out. Your Facebook page is co-creator Mary Adams. Is that correct? Facebook co-creator yeah. Mary Adams. All right. Everybody go there, like her page, follow Mary. Um, of course, follow Mary because she posts things like what I'm doing. So I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so besides posting what everybody else is doing, because I 
I have Mary working for me and I work with Mary and Mary does not work for me, but we team together um, because you're incredible, Mary. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join my show and because I know you're a very busy person impacting the world. So thank you so much for joining me today. It, it, it's been an incredible show and I'm so glad that this is a podcast. People can listen to it again. Thank you, Vincent, and I love you so much. I'm so grateful for the global work that you do, and I'm excited to work with you. And thank you, everybody out there, so much love and light and prayers, and I'm looking forward to connecting with each and every one of you. Oh, thank you. And I want to remind everybody out there to keep coming back to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Next week, I have another special guest, and she's also, um, without a doubt, a sister. And I'll share how she has helped me. But Reverend Denise Schubert, who was a colleague and still is a colleague of, of Reverend Michael Beckwith, she, he trained, she trained under Michael Beckwith, and she's a, a minister herself of uh, um, CSL, uh, Center for Spiritual Living, and she is going to be talking about bridging the gap between the powerful, incredible ideas that you have and actually making them happen. So it's going to be a springboard right off of Mary, right off of your show here. And so please join me next week right here at noon, same time, same place. And I so appreciate your all being and listening and come back to unity because like Mary said, this is like one of those free places you can come to receive such incredible information. So I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We'll see you next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and get control of those thoughts, people, please, and your behaviors and your attitudes and your junk and move on. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.